0: Hi guys, and welcome to episode three of the Weighing It All Out podcast. I'm Victoria. And I'm Melanie. And this week we wanted to chat about the mental struggles and the everyday battles that come along with extreme weight loss. From food
1: addiction to body dysmorphia, we wanted to weigh in on this taboo topic that a lot of people don't really touch on when they talk about what comes with extreme weight loss.
0: But first, let's start with how our weeks went. Um, mine was good. I think I'm having a lot of struggle right now at the end of January. And I think I mentioned last time I, I think I broke a toe. So I've been a little off on my workout. So
1: Yeah, mine I'm going to admit, it has been an extremely hard week for me, both with my diet and with working out. I haven't worked out at all this week because um I was weaning my one year old. He recently turned one and I decided that it was time to stop nursing for the both of us. I think we're ready. With that, I've had engorged boobs that just, it hurt some days to shower. So I decided I would take the week off from working out. But at the same time, I, I went on to social media to let everybody know that just taking that week off, I am feeling, and the scale is showing, I am extra fluffy it has made a difference, and I am definitely feeling it. And then, of course, with that, I guess in my head, I thought, oh, I'm not working out. So with my diet, I was trying to do things that – well, first of all, I try to fast. And then breaking that fast, I should have gone into eating well. And instead, I thought, oh, I haven't eaten – I haven't really eaten anything, so I can eat whatever I want. And that continued for a few days, and
0: it was, it was a hard week. <laughs> and same here. I think like everyone, I do go through that struggle that once I fall off the wagon, it is extremely hard to get back on. And even I think this far out, I go through this struggle of you let your diet go and you kind of let your workouts go. And I don't care how far, how great you are at this process, getting back into the flow of things is hard. It's a, it's an everyday struggle. And I know we both had hard weeks. So midweek, Victoria texted me and was like, hey, I know we were supposed to talk about relationships and that's what we teased about um, in our last episode, but let's talk about the mental struggle because I think we both felt that this week and everyone goes through that. It's not none of us. We're all morbidly obese for a reason. Yeah.
1: Yes. I, I agree with that. And then I'm, and I was also telling her, I don't think that we are the only ones that have been struggling with this. I think that just going on social media every day or not every day this week, it seemed like there were a few of us struggling with that. And I think it has something to do with, you know, the new year came, there were goals, everybody took off, you know, started strong, had goals to get, they were feeling good. And now here we are at the end of the month, and we are exhausted, you know, implementing all of those new plans, trying to keep your mind strong. It It's exhausting. And so I think we're all feeling that a lot of us, not everybody. And there's some of you out there who are just absolutely amazing. But I know for me and a few others that I saw on social media, um, it seems like we're just we're exhausted, trying to get through it, um, losing a little bit of momentum. At the same time that th- that's like where I feel like we need to, it's okay to rest. I think that it, knowing myself at this point, I need to Give myself a moment to rest, but get back on it. Don't just let it all go. And that's that's really hard to do. So I'm trying I'm I'm battling through that right now.
0: Yeah, and it's I think it's literally a battle. Kind of getting waking up every day and being a former morbidly obese person. You you every day is an uphill battle. And some days are easier than others. And I think when you get the momentum going, it stays easy. But falling back into that mental game of really I know personally this week I had a really really hard week and I I notice it and I think even being mindful of it sometimes doesn't you can be mindful and you can be a very self-aware but that doesn't make it any easier Mm -hmm. like I lay in bed some mornings and I think about food what is crazy is if I let myself go and go and I don't kind of check myself I will lay in bed at 7 like 6 7 8 a.m And I will start thinking, what am I going to eat when I get out of bed? I'm not even hungry. There's no way I'm hungry yet. And I'm already thinking about what I'm going to eat when I get up. And may it be mindful that I'm like, what am I going to eat? Is it going to be healthy? How many macros? I'm still thinking about food because I'm still in my mind. I am the 343 pound Melanie I was two years ago. That hasn't changed. I still enjoy food. I like food. So it really is, and I think a lot of people go through that, that it's it's literally an uphill battle every day to be mindful of what we're putting into our body.
1: I completely agree with that. I This week is one of those weeks, and I have these weeks often or these days, these weeks, sometimes months in where I think to myself – I'm going to give up like this is too fucking hard. It's too hard to always have my weight on my mind and what I'm going to eat and how perfect it's going to be and how perfect I am. And did I work out and day or an off couple of days? So I'm already mentally like in my head, mentally thinking, damn it, I gained weight. I'm this is going to be so hard to get get off. What am I going to do? How am I going to work the next few weeks to get this weight off? And it is so freaking exhausting. And so I think to myself, I was so much happier fat. I was so much happier when I just enjoyed what I ate and uncomfortable. But at the same time, like it was, it it was easier. It was easier to not think about it, to just live. Yes. Without living to like, and thinking it is freaking hard. And if I'm not paying attention to it and I'm not, if I'm not mindful of it, and if it's not constantly at the forefront of my mind, I gain weight, or I I lose it all, and I start going back to those
0: bad habits, which are so so hard to resist. But then on the flip side, you also want to keep it healthy, because then you have a lot of professionals telling you, if you listen to professional mindful eating, that you also want to live your life and not keep weighing every day. Supposedly, isn't yeah. the best habit, and being obsessive about what you eat and how you eat, that's how you also can trigger different issues, eating issues. So I think navigating through this world of fighting your own mental battle with overeating and weight loss, you have to, it's kind of, it's kind of like you're eating. It's really personal. And I know that's, that's hard for me is not being super obsessive, knowing that's going to throw me off. But on the flip side, being cognizant enough of how I'm taking care of myself to be healthy. And I, I think for a lot of us, it's kind of this weird game that we play every day and then on top of that you don't only have the overeating and thinking about food then you have when you've lost over 100 pounds I'm sure anyone out there can relate yeah (laughs) can relate that you also there's so much more that comes with it you have to nurture who you are and who you want to become and then you have to deal with self-image issues and self-love issues because loving yourself is a lot and I think that's kind of why we went through this journey to start this podcast. Was getting when Victoria was a year out of surgery and I got surgery, we used to go to lunch. And I remember finding this weird solace in being able to sit in front of someone and talk about things that a lot of people can't relate to. There's not a lot of people in this world that you can really talk about food addiction and what it, there's little things like that you can identify with other people that have gone through it. The weirdest mental things happen to you. You are still the same person, but society treats you completely different.
1: Yes, that is so true and especially like those around you who don't have weight issues. You know, my my family, I, I mean, people have, you know, they're always trying to be better and healthier, but like don't have the same issues that you have going through extreme weight loss or weight loss surgery and just the little triggers, food addiction. Mo- food addiction for me is so real and I think it's it's one of the hardest things, and I know people always say this, but for me, I've also been addicted to um, substances that when when I was younger. And the only way that I am not still addicted to those is because I don't have to I don't have to be around them, knowing just that I don't need to touch it and I stay away from it. And even if it if it were to I guess ever be in front of me, I could just say no, and not having it would. Would I be able to go on with my life and it's fine? But you have to eat. But you have to eat yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. You have to eat. Like I have to constantly have it in front of me and and put it into my body every single day, multiple times a day, and it's so hard to battle with this addiction to it, to food. For something
0: you have to have to eat Yeah, for,
1: with, yeah, for, yeah. For with something you have to, and I am an extremist. Like I am in every way, sense and form, like I go to the extremes no matter what I'm doing. So I do feel like when I let it go, I let it all go. And when I have it together, I have it super together. So
0: I remember really early on into um, really trying to lose weight. A friend of mine, a very close friend of mine is a former alcoholic. He's actually three years sober. I remember kind of chatting with him about my food addiction. He's not overweight. He's never been overweight. Um, But we had a really interesting, it's funny that you said that because I never looked at it that way. Um, We talked about it and I said, yeah, it's just, it's really hard for me to abstain from eating. And he looked at me and he was like, as a former alcoholic, he's like, I could just walk away from alcohol. I don't have to walk into bars. I don't have to be around alcohol. I can make that choice. And he looked at me very sincerely and said, I am so sorry that you're addicted to something that you have to have to live. He I just remember it, it was so sincere that he looked at me and he almost felt sorry for me. I can't walk away from food. I can't leave food. You can't just out of sight, out of mind. And so it's even we battle and anyone else that has food addiction battles with, we can't, I mean, there's no way we can't walk away. I mean, we have to just make good choices which is so much harder, not
1: only making the good choices, but, um, you know, being like portion control when you have that's like if, you know, with an alcoholic, oh, here, take drink, here's a drink, drink half of it, drink half of this glass. But there's, you know, here's not only the drink, but the bottle right there. And everybody else is going to be enjoying this. And you just sit there and you just drink half and that's it. Yeah. That's to an alcoholic. That's it's kind of laughable, but that's exactly what we battle with daily. And for example, or not an example, but one of, like I said, this was a really hard week for me. Um, I have been getting into extended fasting, looking at the benefits of going into like autophagy and stuff, you know, other things that go with extended fasting. And I decided my, I had been getting really sick really easily lately. And I I didn't know what was going on with my body. So for gut health, um, it's something that's really great for gut health. I follow low carb love and she's had really great results. So I decided I was going to do it. I, it's like, I got really scared. I got scared that I was not going to eat anymore. I knew I was going to not eat. And so the day before I tried to eat everything, everything I knew I wasn't going to get to have. Because, Your last meal? Yeah, like you know? almost like my last meal, but I just kept going, and I decided I was going to start at midnight, and up until probably like 11.58, I was shoving like sugar-free candies in my face. <laughs> and it's it's funny, but it's like even talking about it right now, I'm getting a little bit teary-eyed admitting this because in my – like it's a real thing. Like I was getting scared that I was going to lose this food or that mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to eat this stuff or so a mental game. And I knew I was doing it. I knew in my head, I'm telling myself in my head, why are you doing this to yourself? Like it's food. It's going to be there when you're done. And, and mm-hmm. it's not even, it's going to be there when you're done. And I knew
0: I was doing it, but I couldn't stop doing it. I think it's also that we find so much comfort and food, and society has a lot to do with that. I think I think for a lot of us, food represents happiness and fellowship with other people, um, so a lot of us go through the process of mourning the loss of food. So when you restrict your eating or like us, we both went through bariatric surgery, and when you literally can't ingest the food that you want to and you're trying to watch what you eat, you don 't go out to eat with other people and you don't you try not to surround your life around food, and that can be really difficult and um i know i went through a moment actually a, a while of depression of mourning the loss of food in my life mourning what food meant for me um food meant happiness food meant fun and i think society wraps a lot of these feelings around food and retraining yourself mentally that food is just for sustenance food is just to live and that's okay it's okay for food just to be something that helps you live. And I think retraining yourself like that um, can get you really far in dieting. Um, So I know that was a struggle for me. And even now, unless I wake up daily and affirm kind of have these affirmations with myself that it's okay to not overeat. It's okay not to overindulge. I just need food to live. um, I'll fail. I, I constantly find myself during days stumbling because I want, there's this emotional connection to food. And I know that was a lot of what we wanted to talk about this week was that food is really emotional. I was talking to my boyfriend the other day and he mentioned he, we were listening to the last episode in the car and I was getting his feedback. And he just mentioned, even as someone who, he doesn't consider himself a food, uh, with food addiction, but he does struggle with bad, not the best eating choices. So what he will Then he was kind of explaining how he felt. He almost gets a bit depressed because eating like shit and going to fast food restaurants makes him feel a part of something. So, even someone who's not looking, who hasn't gone through extreme weight loss and isn't looking to extreme to kind of change his lifestyle, knows that eating at home and having to cook, he doesn't feel a part of something. And that really struck me as. Really interesting. So I'm like, oh, you you haven't lost an extreme amount of weight, and I don't think you can identify identify with a lot of what I go through. But I get it, and I kind of told him I was like, yeah, like I mourn the loss of food. I get that. And he was like, I just feel society kind of tells you that you're a part of something when you kind of you eat like like shit and you go eat these fast food places. You see all these commercials, and he was like, that kind of it makes you happy. Um, so I really I understood that it was really interesting for for a change. A lot of our thoughts on eating aren't the same, but I really identified with him. And that was a, that was really interesting that I think food is emotional for a lot of people, not just people who have lost extreme, extreme amounts of weight or people who are looking to change their lifestyle. I think society tells us that food is emotional and getting away from that is the healthiest place you can be.
1: I mean think about just think about all of the the stuff you see on Facebook every day, all of the stuff stuff you see on Instagram. Um as I was doing my fast, I I would get on Instagram and be like I need to get off of here. All I see is recipe after recipe, whether it's healthy or not, from people who are not eating well to people who are eating well, but all they post is food. All people want to see are food. The pages that have the most likes and Subscribers are recipe pages. Everybody wants food. Think about the Super Bowl. When you think about Super Bowl, you think about halftime show and food. Yep. Um, everything revolves around food for everybody. Some people can enjoy it and enjoy it in a healthy way. I know that I can't, and I still still battle with it. And like you know, going with that whole like fast thing, fasting. I realized um trying to do it this week that it's probably not a he- healthy healthy for my mental state. For me, it is not healthy because all I do is I constantly think about food, but then when I'm able to eat that food again, I completely overdo it, and this week like it was felt like absolute crap for the next few days because I was just eating until I was sick, like if something was gonna go
0: somewhere like I, like if it was gonna leave me. Yeah, so that's another, before starting your journey, and this is just my personal, um, before I looked, I had bariatric surgery in 2015. Before I even thought about having surgery, I went and saw a therapist. I worked on my mental health for a long time to get to a place. For me, a lot of it was getting myself to a place that I could love myself enough to love my body enough to really make a change. So if you're looking at bariatric surgery, if you're looking just to make a lifestyle change, Mental health is a part of it as much as you want to think it's not, or maybe you're unsure if your relationship with food has anything to do with the weight issues you have most of the time. Yeah, that's, it's part of it. So take care of not only if you're going to put the effort into taking care of your body, take care of your mind. Oh,
1: that's the most important for me. That's the most important. I speak, um, my, my surgeon has me speak to potential patients. And that is the number one thing that I say, this is hard. It is a mental game. 100%, you know, it's probably 98% a mental game. Um, and then, you know, the, the surgery and the way you eat is important, but, your head game is what is going to either get you to your goal or keep you from your goal, but it is always going to be a struggle. It is so, so hard. And for me, counseling is so extremely important. I, when I feel myself getting like this, like this past week, I scheduled an appointment with my counselor because I knew like something is going on. I need to, I need to hone this in. I need to get a grip of it because I'm not able to do it by myself. Just like, I feel not that I wasn't able to lose the weight by myself, but having somebody there on your side and a tool to help you definitely, you know, that's why they're there. It, that's why having these people on your side that are for you and that will help you figure your shit out in your head um, or even, you know, like your surgeon figure your shit out in your stomach. But um, that that helps tremendously. And I don't only go to counseling for my, my food addiction. I go to counseling for – I do marriage counseling. You know, like having somebody to talk to and that has um, an outside perspective – helps so much. And that not only that has an outside perspective, but that can give you the tools that you need to battle this or to, um, to help take, take care of your head and gives you ways to cope with it helps tremendously. And sometimes you just need that reminder, even though you've heard it a million times, um, sometimes just to re reiterate what you need to be doing helps a lot.
0: And if you're not in a place that you have a therapist or, You have, you don't have the ability to make it to a therapist, create a community. Um, I know with me, a lot of when I started going through weight loss, I created my Instagram community, a page completely separate from my private, from my personal Instagram. Um, And I reached out to people, reach out to those going through the journey with you, um, reach out to those who have gone through the journey. And I think that's why we started this podcast was because we want, we know the sense of community will help you. Um, It isn't easy. Every day is a struggle. And if you're having a hard day, just keep going. You can stumble and that doesn't mean you have to fall. And there are so many people going through this journey with bariatric surgery without that will answer any questions or just pump you up. I have Instagram friends that I have like sent clothes and packages to. And I will, if I am having hard days, I will reach out to that community and just Hey, I'm having a hard day. How are you? And even if they're having a hard day, then we can talk about our hard days. And it's, I, I mean, there's people on the West Coast that I've never met. And I can, I know day or night I could message and be like, Hey, I'm having a really hard time. And they would be like, yeah, what's going on? How is this? What, what do you need? Because I, whatever day you're having, I've been there. So whether it don't feel, I, sometimes there's a stigma with taking care of your mental health. Don't fall into it do it, create a community that'll make you strong, um, with your journey. And if you're starting your journey, build that community, whether it's on your personal or not social media platforms, find that I promise online, there's a huge community waiting for you to like, welcome you with open arms.
1: At the same time, I would like to those friends and that community is amazing. However, guys, social media is, um, you guys have to realize social media is not real. Social media is people
0: showing off what they want you to see. Now you see like the befores and afters, but you don't see the in between or the daily struggles. Yeah, I think that's a big part of social media. And I think that's where you have to find maybe the right community. Also, you can choose to connect with who you want to connect with. But I do, I get that. I get that we see the recipes and we see the befores and afters and we see this great weight loss, but we don't see the nights that they cried because you have this emotional connection with food. We don't see the part where they mourned the loss of food in your life. Uh, there are some influencers that are super honest, but those really deep, dark moments where you are heading home from a shitty day and you want to pick up KFC and you want to sit and binge on the couch, We don't see those
1: and just not think it like, it's almost like you want to just not think about food and an attempt to do that. You want to just eat and enjoy it. And like, Oh my gosh, it's It's
0: a mental struggle.
1: Definitely a mental struggle. So, so much. And like I said, social media, we all use it. And I love, I love the raw honesty that you get from a lot of people. And, but even the raw honesty, it's, it's not as deep as it gets. And that's why you need to make sure to take care of your own mental health and to work on yourself and to, you know, talk to those people that you think are so perfect. I bet if you had an actual conversation with them, they would let you know that they're not as perfect as you think or, um a lot of times not even aware that they're making themselves out to try to be or sound or look perfect we all have we all have our issues we all have things that we struggle with um some of us more than others but we all have something we can all relate to each other on a on a level of, you know, this life shit is hard. <laughs> yeah. It's not only, you know, it's not only like with weight loss. It's just with a lot of things. Um, your mental state is the most important. Your mental state is what is going to make or break you and keep you going and um, help you to become
0: successful or not to become successful. So this is our reminder to keep going. The dark days happen. The struggles will happen, but don't stop. Don't stop because you fall off. Don't stop because it gets hard because you're not the only one. Forgive yourself.
1: Forgive yourself. Yes. That is the biggest thing. Forgive yourself. If you just dwell on the bad things that you have done, you will go into a down a dark tunnel of just thinking about that and how do you cope with it? You eat some more. <laughs>
0: well, awesome. So I think we're about to wrap this one up. Keep an eye on the Weighing It All Out Instagram page because I think we're going to have some Super Bowl fun this week.
1: Yes, I wanna I wanna try to post some Super Bowl keto friendly, low carb friendly recipes. So keep an eye out for those. I
0: know, she sent me a picture of this, I guess, football stadium <laughs> of like junk food, of total crap food. And she was like, I'm gonna ketoify this. And I was like, you rock on with that. I think my what was my um I think I sent back Jesus Christ. It's like sandwiches and chips it's not oh
1: my gosh that yeah I've seen it so many times I know you guys have seen it if you're on social media at all you have so seen gross. this stadium it is nothing but carbs but I was like <laughs> let me try to keto this and make it healthy that would be pretty awesome
0: but we are we hope you have a good week and we hope it is as easy as possible but if you struggle at all keep your head up keep your chin up and keep going bye guys bye